action. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of The Average Critics, uh, joined by Chris and Obi. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. How was your festive period? Yeah, it was alright. Decent. Hey. It was alright. I got really drunk on uh, Christmas. <laughs> and New Year's. Uh, I was going to say, you were quite drunk on New Year's, didn't you? Yeah. I did dirtiest hangover on New Year's Day. Oh, I felt so ill. Oh, uh, my God. Mate, I'll tell you, yeah, I hosted a party and that's the most spillages I've ever seen at a, fuck, at a bloody party. Oh, my God. I was, like, mopping the floor, like, every ten minutes. <laughs> oh. Spillage is leakage, mate. You should have got them to uh, slab it well. feet on that floor. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> Obi, you'll never get, you never get drunk around me anymore. Why is that? Me? Yeah, you never get drunk around me anymore. Why is that? Because you you take advantage, man. Yeah, I, yeah, you expose me. <laughs> okay, we're coming <laughs> <with> that. Um, <laughs> any film news from um, you guys? I've got some. T- <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I've got some TV news. Um, TV news, okay. So, Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays Wilson Fisk on Daredevil, has sent out a petition to hashtag save save <coughs> save Daredevil. So I don't know if anyone's actually signed it or not, but... Have you? No. Why not? Oh, so that was actually created by Vincent oh, D'Onofrio I don't himself? Know. He tweeted it out, so... It does say on... If it's a petition page, it does usually yeah, say at the bottom. Sorry. <coughs> <Fucking part. coughs> well, as Obi's looking at it, would you want a season four of Daredevil, Glenn? Um, I haven't seen season three yet, so... I don't know. But, I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? I mean, we've got, they've got The Punisher, series two, and then Jessica Jones, series think, three, and think- then... That's uh, it. Netflix will have to cancel Punisher season two, uh, season three, because I can't imagine just, what Disney want that. I just, well, I just don't think they'll renew it. Like, yeah, they'll probably after this has been shown, they'll probably just say, oh, you know, we've cancelled it. Well, actually, talking to Marvel, so apparently Avengers: Infinity War was meant to be on Netflix, and I, I looked, I looked for it, and I couldn't see it yet. So I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he said he doesn't know if it's a glitch or, if, or something they're they're putting out now, but they're saying because. Thanos killed half the world, half the users on Netflix <laughs> see it straight away and half the users have to actually search for it in order to find it. That's not funny. I searched for it on Christmas that's Day and I, I couldn't find it. That's what I did, I couldn't find it either. So I'm wondering if that was a glitch Christmas Day and now you can actually... What did you type in though, just Avengers? Or did you type in... I feel like it would come up... I don't know, I feel like it would come up on the recommended because it's such a big film. I think maybe in the US they've got it and it, not in the UK. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the guy I spoke to yesterday said that um, he saw it on there and he's well, from England. So quickly, I don't think I don't think Vincent D'Onofrio uh, made the petition because it says there's like a link on there's a, so there's a website saying save savedaredevil.com and it's got like uh, loads of happenings and stuff and it says Vincent D'Onofrio joins the Save Daredevil movement. And then it says he shares the petition to save the show. And just a website with, like, telling you, like, what to do. It says, like, um, keep tweeting about it. Write to the Marvel uh, decision makers. Join the, sign the petition. Uh, lead the fight. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Stupid shit like that. I don't really care. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sign it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't think it will happen. I don't think they'll save it. Because I also read from numerous films sources um that kevin feige said within about six to 12 months they might start developing x-men um related kind of mcu films um 
because he seems to think that within six to 12 months, the merger will be complete and they will have rights to the characters back. So that makes me think that if they're thinking they might be able to do this within 2019, then they probably want all of their characters back, including, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, you know, just for the options, really. So that would make sense. Um, I don't know what will happen with Spider-Man, but... I was thinking, speaking of, like, um, the X-Men stuff, um, does anyone know when that New Mutants film is actually coming out? <laughs> no. Um, I thought it was supposed to be this year, 2019, but... Because I actually, I so. I actually I'm look forward to watching it. Yeah, so was I. The first trailer or teaser that came out, it was about last year this time, wasn't it? Um, looked pretty good. And it was actually supposed to be... I think it was supposed to be February 2019 it was coming out, and that's not happening anymore, is it? So, Although I've seen two trailers for Dark Phoenix, and it looks okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of them ones where... Have you guys seen... I was going to say, have you seen the Dark Phoenix trailers? I've seen trailers? one of them. I've seen one of them as yeah. well. But like, it looks fine. Like, I think it's going to be one of them ones I'll watch it and be like, okay, cool. But it won't be like groundbreaking or nah. anything. Like... You know, it should be standard. Same story, but just told differently, innit? Because yeah. we've already seen it. Like standard, yeah. I think we'll see it more from the perspective of Jean Grey in this yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think that comes out in the summer. Um, so, any more film news before we... Uh... Yeah, I've got a couple, couple more things. Um, so, Punisher's got a season two release date, the 18th of January. Mm-hmm. There's been, like... No marketing for that whatsoever. I think it's because they don't care anymore. I think they, everyone knows it's going to get cancelled, isn't it? So they don't really care. Yeah, that's true. And it's like almost like the people who want to see it will find out when it's coming out rather than yeah. advertising to everyone because it's not for everyone. Yeah. And from my perspective, and I think your guys as well, it was an unnecessary series to make in the first place. So. I mean, I didn't mind this series, but I think it was. I just think it was too long, and it was very one note. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sh- they should have just been one and done. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I was kind of, I'm kind of intrigued to see how this jigsaw bloke's gonna fit in. Yeah, I haven't watched a trailer to be fair for the um, for Punisher. I don't really care. Again, I don't really care. Yeah. But I will watch it if it's. Uh, if, if it's thirteen episodes, I might not watch it. <laughs> uh, how has Karen still got a role in this MCU uh, who Netflix who era, man? Like, come on, get rid <laughs> who, of her. Who knows? But she's yeah, a lot get, better in Daredevil season three. Are you gonna watch? Uh, are you gonna watch it? I might do. I still need to get through Daredevil series three. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. Not like I, I'm, what's that? It's not like they're linked. True. Yeah, true. I barely watched anything over Christmas, so I've had to catch up in the last week. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really watch as much as I, f- as I feel like I could have this Christmas. Last bit. Last bit of news. So, um, they have commissioned a Batwoman pilot. Um, and it's going to be directed by one of the Game of Thrones directors. I don't know the name, but I thought there was already going to be a Batwoman pilot because she was introduced in the uh, in that crossover thing. So I thought that was already. I thought she was already going to have a series. I think. I think the plan was just to introduce her in the Arrowverse and then see what the like audience reaction was, and then based off of that, um, decide whether or not to do a pilot or a series. But because I think they did the same thing with Barry Allen like a few years ago. Ah. So I think people, I think people liked her. So they were like, okay, cool, we're gonna do a pilot. Obviously, if there's a pilot and people like it, they'll produce a series. Yeah. Are you? Would you watch it? 
I mean, I watched the rest of them, so I might as well watch that this one as well. But I was saying to Chris, like, oh, it's too many shows. Yeah. <laughs> it's too many shows, man. They've got better cartoons coming out as well. Yeah. I would be intrigued to watch. So If, if this comes out, there's that, that'll be six. six see, just CW shows alone, there'll be six of them. So, like, I feel like even, like, log- logistically, you'd think they would do, like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday sort mm. of thing. So... One, I feel like one of them needs to be cancelled. Yeah, Legends so, probably, isn't it? Yeah, even Legends. Maybe even Supergirl. I don't know. I actually mm. don't know. So, even Arrow, actually. Arrow's been there for time, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Arrow got... But um, the, the, well. the next crossover's meant to be Infinity and Crisis... Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And someone was saying to me yesterday, they reckon that... And I don't know if you've mentioned this to me as well. They reckon once that episode's over, it's going to smash all the worlds yeah. together and it's just gonna, everyone's going to be on one Earth. Yeah. I think that I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah, I think so, it's quite clever to be fair. Yeah, because they just wanted to test everything, didn't they, and see how it all went, and then they mm. smash. Mm. Okay. Well, how are the uh, CW shows? Do you want to give a quick recap about them, or are they on a break? They're still on break for since the last oh, time okay. since the last time we spoke. I think they're coming back this coming week. I think so. What's Black Lion? Is I'll that update. CW? Yeah. So I'll update you next week. But it's not. Oh. They haven't. They haven't said what. Um, for Black Lightning, they haven't said what like Earth it's on, so we don't actually know. Oh, okay. So they, well, they have mentioned Supergirl, so maybe they're on Supergirl's Earth. Okay. But they might just be like a comic book. Have we talked about all of season two, Black Lightning? Uh, not really, because you haven't watched it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, okay, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, can do. Sure. Um, so season two basically carries straight off from season one, and what happens? So um, Jennifer is has basically been like being like, locked up in her own house. Being, basically being her prisoner because she can't control her powers and her parents don't want her to go out and like hurt somebody or hurt herself and Anissa is um she is this is yeah she's stealing money from like gangs and stuff to give it to like the church and to build clinics and stuff like that but her dad doesn't approve because she's going out and doing it on her own she could get herself killed blah 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 um someone tries to kill Gamby still don't know who that was oh yeah um and then we get like so I feel like with this season they're doing like so the so like the titles of the episodes are like um it'll be so it'll be like chapter one, the book of something, something, something. So I think it's so they're doing like little like three two to three episode like stories and then they'll move on after which I don't mind. And then they'll move on to like another story. Oh oh that's interesting. Yeah, so like one of the stories it was which end like so ah. there was there was this group of uh, so in people in South Freeland. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was yeah there was a group of people in South Freeland and they were called the the Sanjay or I think they were, yeah, called, yeah, yeah. they were called the Sanjay and they were led by this woman who had powers. I don't I'm not entirely sure what her powers were, no, no, but it was no. kind of like do you remember X Men? Do you remember X Men one or two? X Men two, and there was that woman that Wolverine was Wolverine was fighting. Do you remember oh, X two? No, in X two yeah. Yeah, and she was like had like the the claws. Yeah, I, I don't recall. sorry. I said I don't recall. No. Oh, okay. Well, it's the, it's the it's the it's the villain that Wolverine went against the 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 woman with claws as well. Yeah. Like don't ring about. Okay, well it's similar. She has kind of like similar powers to that. I feel, and she can like, so she's got like this. I don't know. Some she's a uh, metahuman as well. Is it metahuman? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. And um, she can like put this um stuff inside people's bodies and it gives them like super speed and I think super strength and stuff mm. and like but then she can like so like when she withdraws she can withdraw the stuff from them as well and when she does take out of them it kills them so like I think she's somehow become like the leader of South Freeland and basically they're all white and everybody else in Freeland is black and then they all they both hate each other and um this girl has this girl 
in South Freedom, this is a black girl, she has a baby with someone, with one of the, these Sanjay, one of these white people, and then it's twins. One comes out black, one comes out white. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And um, the, they escape with the, 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 um, the white people come after them, and then they escape with the white baby, and then this, this leader woman, she's got the black baby, and then she's just looking at it with disgust, and she's like, <laughs> she's looking at it with very disgust, and she's like, okay, yeah, we need the white baby. <laughs> So then they go after the they go after the white baby to try and find the white baby and then Black Lightning and um, and Thunder uh, fight her and then they kill her and then yeah episode done yeah. That, was, that, was, that was that was two episodes two yeah. three episodes and that story was finished and um, yeah it was quite it was, it was quite abrupt because like, yeah. I thought it would be kind of interesting to learn more about that sort of thing yeah. but then the thing ended I was like oh is that because yeah. you know sometimes villains are killed in inverted commas but then they might be come back but, later yeah. but I think with her she's just dead she's dead yeah. So, do you think this new format works, or...? Not for that particular story, no. Because I felt like it was actually a bit too short. I yeah, feel like I could, that could have... Not enough depth in yeah, the story, tell them, really. That could have used, like, maybe four or five episodes, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah, because we've had before with, like, Luke Cage, you have half a series of one villain, and then actually it shifts to another villain, so... But yeah, that sounds quite odd. It sounds like they don't really know what they were doing for series two. Mm. But that's so based that just on what you've described, described to me, yeah, so yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. But, but you know, how is it? How what's Tobias Wales' involvement in this series? And um, or, or do you not know? So he's he's just come. He he's got rid of all the evidence uh, connecting him to uh, Black Lightning's dad's death. So he's now a free man, and I think he's running for mayor. Or he's I'm trying sure, to yeah. he's trying to pay. He was trying to give the mayor or threaten the mayor, blackmail him. In order to for him to use his services and etc., so he can I think I assume funnel money through and make it clean or whatever I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's just out and about doing his bit because he's now a free man. Mm. So and he's pissed at um, Khalil Khalil because uh, Khalil allowed his favourite psychic to die. So oh, yeah. um, and, and then he asked him to kill the priest and he didn't and Khalil wouldn't do it. Yeah, and then Khalil got beaten the crap out of by. Um, who did we just say? Tobias. Tobias. Yeah, and that was pretty brutal. And then Khalil and Jennifer. Jennifer go on the run. Oh, well, so she's still with him. Uh, well, they weren't really to because obviously at the end of the season, um, he'd Khalil had just like killed in word commas Black Lightning. So then they were mad at each other. But because Jennifer was locked away, she was like so lonely. And then Khalil kept like te- texting her and stuff like that. So then they met up, and then now they've like kind of like rekindled their love. So now they're basically yeah, they're back together now. Mm. So she knows that he tried to kill her dad, but she's cool with that. Yeah, but he do- she he doesn't he doesn't know that Black Lightning's her dad. So in her mind, so in his mind, he's just like shot Black Lightning, whatever. And I think she thinks that she thinks that deep down that she knows Khalil's a good guy who kind of just got himself into like a bad situation sort of thing. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. But she's 16, you know, you got to, you know, she, kids will be kids. And she's got powers, so, which seems to be by far greater than all the others. So. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so those two are on the run and um, Tobias sent uh, some assassin woman after after them to kill to kill them. But I think um, they, man- they, yeah, they managed to get away yeah. in the end. So like, I think the, the way the, the break has ended, so they've run away and um, Black Lightning and Gambi and all them, they're still looking for them. So we don't really know where, but happening there. Although, Tobias Well finally has figured out that Black Light- Jefferson Pierce is Black Lightning. Finally. <laughs> um, 
else? I think that's it for Black Lightning. Yeah, I think overall it's um it's a good season. I don't know if I prefer it to the other season. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I feel like it's the finish first. Yeah. Make one decision. I was it. I was only half of it done then. This is half. Yeah, it's oh, not finished. Yeah, right. no, it's not finished. Oh, there is another bit actually. So um, the the mum I've forgotten her name. Lynn. Lynn. She was uh, trying to save all the meta kids, mm. and she had them all in containers. I think she had like twenty seven or something of them. I don't know. She had she had, a, yeah, and they were all in incubators. And she'd figured out this, this uh, code or whatever, or, or a serum, but she knew that if she did it, it'd kill half of them. And the government got in this crazy lady to help her, because she's really smart. And basically, the um, the crazy lady said that she had fixed the formula. Mm. And so, so Lynn was like, oh, okay, and they pressed the button, and then half the kids died and half the kids survived. Oh, okay. Because the woman hadn't changed it, and the woman was like, well, you saved half, which is better than what you were doing before. Yeah. And then the crazy lady's been taken back to prison, I think. But. Yeah, and Lynn's ha- like, having to deal with, with that, the fact that she's... She thinks she's killed half those children. Yeah. Obviously, it's not technically it's not her fault, but she's like grieving over it. And she did ask Jennifer for advice afterwards, and Jennifer's advice really wasn't great yeah, in terms great. of like yeah. supporting your mother. It was kind of like, well, yeah, you did a good thing, but you also did a bad thing, and the mum was a bit like, thanks a fucking lot. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like Thanos got to the DC EU then, or the C- or C- CW verse, should I say? Um, well. From the CW-verse to the Spider-verse, um, I saw I saw Spider-Man colon into the Spider-verse. Um, and I know you guys, have, we spoke about it before, but uh, I just want to basically say that I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I know you both were kind of a bit lukewarm on it, or maybe it didn't live up to the hype that has surrounded it. Because there is a lot of hyperbole about it, you know, best superhero film, best Spider-Man film, or whatever, best animated film. So there's a lot of exaggeration and I, would, I wouldn't say it's any of those things um i think spider-man 1 is probably better than this um people revere spider-man 2 i'm i need to rewatch it but i think as a film and as kind of like a groundbreaking animation i thought it was brilliant um the texture of it you know in every frame there's like you know the tiny little dots like a comic book page um it literally looks like it's been kind of you know, straight out of a comic book. Um, the I... only thing I didn't like, though, is that, like, did you not notice it looked a little like, um, obviously it was all 3D, but, like, it looked like as if you were, should be wearing 3D glasses at points. Yeah, I I, I noticed that, and apparently that was intentional. Um, so that's because they wanted to focus your eye onto what was the main point in the frame. So everything else was intentionally made blurry, because obviously... I guess in any film or particularly an animated film, everything is there for a purpose. So they don't want you to look at everything else in the frame um, and then get distracted from what's actually happening. So that was intentional. And it did take me a little bit of time to get used to that. But um, by, you know, 20 minutes in, I was, you know, over it, to be honest. Um, And I just thought, you know, the, the little just... The references to the previous Spider-Men, so you know when he does that little dance from Spider-Man 3, um, you know, the homages to to Spider-Man, um, the other Spider-Men, or people, should I say, um, and to Marvel and Stan Lee, and I just thought, yeah, all of it just worked really well. Um, I did... S- just people, Glenn, they're pigs as well, alright? Spider-things, yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, I also like the different animation styles they did within it. I know you mentioned like um, Penny Parker being anime. Also, I thought that Spider Ham looked very Looney Tunesy, and that was kind of reinforced when he says that's all folks um and and they're like can you legally say that um so i thought that was hilarious uh i one criticism i think of it was i feel like it was supposed to be miles morales's story but i felt it was far too much on peter parker um which kind of undermines the whole miles morales thing for me because there was so much of it but peter b parker and him struggling with his uh alternate relationship with um, Mary Jane and you know him being a mentor I felt that kind of encroached a bit too much on Miles's story at some points um, but I mean I don't know what you guys thought of that I feel kind of similar to be honest because um, I was like I don't know yeah, even while watching it and I thought that it was nice like the bits with um with Peter and Miles, like when they first like met each other, and uh, he was kind of like trying to teach him stuff, and it wasn't really working, which I thought was good. But then after the bit with um, uh, was it Doc Ock? Mm-hmm. After yeah. that bit, I felt like there wasn't really any, you know, any uh, development with Miles's character that much at all. Really, like they go to Peter, they go to his uh, his aunt's house. And they basically boot him out, don't they? Yeah. And then and next then, minute, he's got pa- all his powers under wraps, isn't it? Yeah. And then he finds out like, his uncle's. Uh, evil guy which I thought was a bit underdeveloped as well to be honest but well and uh, yeah I don't know I saw that coming yeah I thought I did as well mm. yeah but even that like because he had a no, really I, I, I just thought it was... go on. no 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 I was just going to say I just thought the, the whole film in general was just really good like the colour was amazing the the way they they you know that bit I think it's in the trailer where um, suited Miles jumps off the building and then it can't the camera kind of inverts and it looks like he's falling upwards like just that whole thing the detail in it was incredible um and i think for an animation like it's such a new style of animation that i personally haven't seen before um that i think it deserves all its plaudits but maybe not to the extent that people are exaggerating it's the best film since i don't know anything yeah that's fair again i think i think yeah i think it's good but like, it's not, not great or anything, but I did like I did enjoy it. I think I gave it like a seven, solid seven point five. It's a good film. Have Have you revisited it? Because you said you wanted to watch it again. I haven't, and I'm annoyed now because I feel like it's not going to be in the cinema anymore. <laughs> I guarantee I'll buy the DVD so you can borrow it as soon as yeah. I buy it. I'm sure it'll be on DVD soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? it's kind of annoying because um, um I wanted to I wanted to I thought I might get like Justice League for Christmas, and I saw it in the shop and I was like ah oh, it's only a fiver in Sainsbury's and I was like ah. Oh, I'll leave it because I might get it for Christmas. Didn't get it. And then I went into Sainsbury's the next day, like Boxing Day. All gone. Go to uh, <laughs> go to Morrison's. Oh, is it? At work here. It's far from. Oh, sweet. Yeah, oh. I did it. Sorry, again. <laughs> supermarkets are available. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was basically just going to segue into talking about Bumblebee. We we all seen that? Yeah, so um, I don't think we've talked about it on the pod yet. So, you know, good reason for that. Bumblebee is a prequel. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, well, Bumblebee is a uh, obviously a prequel to the Transformers franchise, set in the eighties. Features Haley Steinfeld as um, God, I can't remember Charlie. her name, but she basically. What's her name? Charlie. Oh, Charlie, okay. Um, 
So she finds Bumblebee as a Volkswagen Beetle. Bumblebee's been sent to Earth by Optimus Prime to basically protect Earth from the Decepticons. Blah, 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 usual spiel. Um, but basically, you know, I feel like this film is a lot more similar to Transformers 1 than any of the sequels. It was a lot more of a grounded kind of human story between Charlie and Bumblebee, whereas, you know, like the first one was between Sam Witwicky and also Bumblebee, I think. Um, so there was it was a lot more grounded. I mean, there was still a lot of punching robots and, you know, everything like that. Um, but I just kind of feel like this was a much better version of the Transformers franchise. Um, you know, I felt the CGI was actually... I mean, the CGI in these films are good, but in the last few films, I've struggled to know what's going on because there's so much happening in the frame. It's just things everywhere. But I've, I felt like I could see a lot more. Like, they, they the editing was a lot slower, so it wasn't, you know, you could actually take in what's happening. Um, so to that extent, I enjoyed this film kind of a lot more than particularly the last few Transformers films. But you, you guys don't seem particularly keen on it. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it's fine. Like, I'm not really a Transformers guy. Even the first one, I think it's okay. I'm not really that bothered about it. But do you not think... So, I only watched the first Transformers and that pile of garbage we saw last year. Uh, or sorry, two years ago. And do you not think that I'm sure... I might be misremembering this year, but was it, does, didn't they say in like the last Transformers that Bumblebee helped fight in World War Two or something like that? Am I making that up? That doesn't ring a bell to me, but I've pretty much forgotten everything that happened in that film, so... Fair enough. But I'm just thinking, continuity-wise, right. I'm not sure that this film makes that much sense. Because I, cause this, the way the film's laid out, it sh- makes me assume that this is the first time Bumblebee's been to Earth. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, like, and I'm, yeah. well, I might be misremembering, but I thought they said in the last Transformers that Bumblebee helped fight in World War Two. So, maybe I'm wrong, but fair enough if I am. Um, but I thought I didn't... That well, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kind of retconning here because, yeah, in the last film, they're talking about how the Transformers have been here since King Arthur's time. And also, what I don't understand is, A, where is Charlie in the modern-day Transformers kind of um, world? You know, surely she'd be in her, like, 40s or something um, and would probably want to find Bumblebee. Two, seeing as Bumblebee at the end of this film changes into the Mustang, which... Sam Witwicky finds in 2007, um, why does he then need to escape? Because they're on the hunt for a Volkswagen Beetle. So as the fact that he changes into a Mustang, surely he doesn't need to depart from Charlie because they're not even looking for that type of car. So the whole end of the film kind of seems a bit pointless to me. Um, yeah, and it does make me think, like, what's she doing now then? And uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was good. Um, it was definitely a step up from the last film, but that wasn't hard to do. No, I enjoyed the first two Transformers films, and then... I see, I enjoyed the first two. The third one was okay. The fourth one was okay, but worse than the third. And the fifth one was just shit. <laughs> it's kind of a bit like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. The first couple were, you know, enjoyable. Yeah. And then they just, you know, they just carried on far too long. They should to be fair with Pirates Cabin though. Number uh, one, number one was amazing, I, and number two was all right, and then I think number three was the end of number two, wasn't it? So, but yeah, I agree. Did go on for too long. I was gonna say I'll give it about a seven. 
Maybe no, yeah, seven. I think seven's uh, what? reasonable. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is ridiculous. I'm sorry. That is re- no, again, that's crazy. There's no what, way. I'm seven out of ten. I'll give it a six. Go to bed it. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, what would you give it, you then? give it then? Uh, I'll give it a, a generous six. Oh, okay. Maybe I was just in a good mood when I maybe, watched it. Yeah, maybe. Oh, mate, you've been in a good mood with a lot of these films, mate. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 2019 started off alright for you, isn't it? Yeah, you're always tell- saying I'm so hard to please. Oh, true. Now, you know what? Yeah, true. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Yeah, true. New Year, new me, innit? But, yeah, um, can you take that mood and go watch Aquaman again, please? Oh, fuck that. No, I'm... <laughs> Aquaman's infinitely better than, than Bumblebee. I'm sorry. Because uh, uh, I, I, I need you to watch Aquaman. Yeah, no, Aquaman's definitely it. better than Bumblebee. Nah. Did you re Did you watch Aquaman again then? No, I don't fucking watch anything this week. I'm a lazy cunt. Excuse my language. Wow, starting off 2019 with a C bomb, mate. Wow. Um. <laughs> okay. Are there any other cinematic releases that you guys have seen? Of um, you seen Mortal Engines? Oh, yeah, I watched Mortal Engines. Um, that looked like a pile of garbage on the. To, to be honest, I I watched it and. It's fine. It's okay. Um, but then I watched a review of it. Uh, someone someone reviewed it. And they said, if this film was made 10 to 15 years ago, it would have been really good. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So it's the sort of film where like the story, the excuse me, the, like, the cinematography, all that stuff, how many years ago, everyone would have been like, oh my God, like, this is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because like, the CGI was really good and all stuff like that. Yeah. But the story itself, eh, it's all right. I think it's based on the book. So, yeah. I don't know um, how much of the book, you know, they brought in. Like, if it's just the first book, or if they only got a bit, like, a bit throw it way through the story, and then maybe if they want to make a second one, they'll expand it, sort of thing. But it was fine. So like, it's it's like this um, it's like how like two thousand two thousand years in the future, maybe three thousand okay. years in the future, and um, there was some sort of like nuclear war or something, and all like the cities I think have been reduced to like, all reduced in size, and they're all like mobile mobile cities. So, like, uh, they show, like, London, and it's just, like, this whole big ship, but it's on wheels sort of thing, and it chases some other little, smaller city and basically encapsulates it, takes all, like, the people on it, brings them all on board, you know, and then... I don't know if they get killed or they get made slaves or if they get given jobs, I don't really know what's, what happens. But, yeah, they take... So, they, they take the um the smaller thing, the smaller city or whatever, mm-hmm. so they can have all, like, their resources and stuff like that. So, whatever. And then there's this girl called Hester... And um, she is trying to kill the mayor. I think he's the mayor or the president or something of London or whatever because he killed her mum uh, time ago. And then there's this guy. Do you know what? I can't even bother to explain this because the film's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh, what's your rating out of 10? Five. Five out of Five, 10. I guess. Yeah, I can't enjoy it because I saw it literally like almost a month ago. So like, I can barely remember anything that happened in it. Yeah, it's... It, it's, it's forgettable. It's very forgettable, yeah. Let me just... A forgettable film gets a 5 out of 10. Yeah, because it's not bad. It's just meh. It's just meh. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I saw the trailer and I was really not interested That's in fair. it. Um, it looked pretty, you know, on the same vein as a lot of kind of teen dystopian, you know, yeah. books. Um, you know, Maze runner kind of Hunger Gamesy, And I was just like, oh, something original, please. Maze Runner's good, though. Hey? Maze Runner's good though. Yeah, the Maze Runner, the first one was good. The second one was pretty crap, and then I haven't bothered to watch the last one. Um, 
Okay. Um, what else have we seen? Um, I have finished Sabrina. Have any any of you? Yeah. What well, even the Christmas special? Yeah. Did you have you seen it, Obi? No, I haven't. But um, I've only watched the first episode, so feel free to talk about it. I'm not like. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, we don't have to go into spoilers. It's basically, you know, I think we've spoken about it before that it's kind of like a, a much darker take on the Sabrina um, series. It's, you know, features kind of bloody violence, horror, um, things like that. But there's still kind of a sentimentality to it. Um, I don't know if that's because it's within the kind of Riverdale universe. I, I've not seen Riverdale, so I don't really know how it compares. But, you know, Sabrina is this teenage witch she wants to do good she wants to please everybody she wants to make sure that harvey's safe harvey's her mortal boyfriend but she's got this conflict but you know her aunts are trying to pull her to the dark side literally you know sign her name in the devil's book but she, you know she wants to retain a semblance of her mortality um and that's, that's basically the main tension throughout the series a lot of it's quite you know i, I can be quite sniffy about kind of teeny dramas like that um, you know, it's, it's some of it's very saccharine sweet, and I'm just a bit like, Ugh. but you know, it's fine. Um, I think it's it's try it's being quite progressive in certain aspects. You know, there's a whole thing about Susie, whether she's male or female, or what she identifies as, or what people identify her as. Um, you know, it 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 does some decent things. It's entertaining. Um, I do feel like the Christmas episode was far far too um kind of just not relevant <laughs> like it was such a filler episode which was really odd considering it was like a christmas special at the end of a series um it didn't really tie up any loose ends it didn't it was just kind of completely pointless um i don't know what you thought of the christmas one chris yeah no it was just yeah it wasn't really there was no necessity to it at all um I suppose you, you almost saw the aspects of what happened in the last episode, like because you know you, I don't want to spoil it, but like the ending of the the last episode of that season, it shows the progression in Sabrina. I suppose, I suppose, but that's about as yeah. much yeah. as it is. So yeah, it was it was a right yeah. episode. I mean, I, mean, I, w- I watched series two, but um. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really know where they're gonna go with this. To be honest, um, how much more can they stretch out this whole Miss Wardwell trying to, you know, I don't really know what Miss Wardwell's trying to do. Like sometimes she seems like a good character, sometimes she seems like a bad character. I'm just like, I really can't figure her out. But you know, like if they keep extending, if series two is basically season one again, then I'm just a bit like ugh, done with it. Yeah, hopefully they change it up a bit I don't know maybe they'll introduce some Riverdale characters I don't know if that's something that you'd want to see oh no um, I'm alright thanks <laughs> that's so unnecessary but they seem to like unnecessary so do you guys even still watch Riverdale I do I don't what's, what's it like now Obi um uh shit what happened in the last episode so um it's not bad it's okay um they've uh, kind of slightly moved away so like there was this kind of like supernatural element sort of happening in this at the start of season three which they've kind of moved a little bit away from now I would say 
Um, but everyone's obsessed with this board game called um, Griffins and Gargoyles or something like that. And it's making people like um, commit suicide. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, Betty and um, uh, Jughead are trying to find out why, like, why this is happening sort of thing. And um, there's this uh, being, I suppose, called the Gargoyle King who's controlling everything. And they all think it's um, uh, Veronica's dad, but we don't know who it is yet. And um, Archie was in prison, or, or juvenile juvenile prison. And um, then he um, got exonerated, but um, Veronica's dad is still like after him, trying to ruin his life, basically. So he's... Why? Because um, he hates the fact that he's with her daughter. Oh, okay. So like he's trying, basically trying to ruin his life. And um, Archie went on the run. But then uh, he went to like the, the next... A couple of towns over. But the people who... He like met some people, and they were like helping him, giving him breakfast and stuff like that. But then they were hired by Hiram Lodge, who is Veronica's dad as well. So, like, basically, you find that hey, everyone's under his under Hiram Lodge's thumb. So, Archie was like, he needs to go back to um, Riverdale to face him head-on sort of thing, blah, 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 blah. Um, Betty got um, sent to a... I want to say a psychiatric, like, school, but I'm not sure if that's the correct term. But... Because um, she, she... I think she was on the path to finding out who like started this game and why it's been started and the powers that be I think have seen that she's getting close and decided to get her like sent away to some school but then she managed to rally the troops and get them they all broke out and now she's coming back to Riverdale and um what else what else is happening Veronica um has basically separated from her dad like she hates him so much and now she's um she's got like her own business so she's like uh, running that but she wants to run it um legally but then she decided to do some like illegal casino thing, so I'm not really sure. She's kind of like going down a similar path to her dad, doing all sorts like some dodgy stuff. I think that's pretty much how we left it. To be fair, is it on a mid? Uh, is it on a mid season break or are you just? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's mid mid season break. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think you should watch Sabrina. You probably enjoy it. I didn't um, watch, first, watch first episode, pre- but I, I don't know. I wasn't that into it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I might try and watch the rest, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, have you been watching that new Netflix series, You? We finished it, mate. Yeah. Oh, you finished it? Okay, cool. I'm, I've just started episode eight, so I'm pretty far into it. So we can t- kind of talk about it. In. Do you want to tell us? To, do you want to tell us what you've seen up to first, and then and then we'll discuss. Yeah, sure. So you, um, just for the listeners, is a new Netflix show uh, following a guy called Joe Goldberg. He basically spots this young student um, called Guinevere Beck and he kind of falls in love with her from afar. He then starts kind of like stalking her a bit. So he will like he finds out where she lives through kind of a bit of sleuthing through her social media. Um, he he kind of watches her from his window. Uh, uh, no, sorry, through her window. Um, kind of stalks her on social media. Um, and and kind of he kind of um ar- arranges these things, places for them to kind of chance encounter. Um, and and then they some he kind of manipulates the situation for them to become uh kind of boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, he does this through kidnapping and then killing her on-off boyfriend called Benji um and then he basically yeah he tries to get rid of anyone who will be a, a hindrance to to him and Beck's relationship um including killing her best friend Peach and um 
Um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, initially he, he did try and just manipulate everything so that her and Peach fell out, but then yeah, he kind of, as a last resort, ends up killing Peach. Um, and then the episode that I've just watched, he's with a woman called Karen. And um, a woman called what? And then Beck is kind of. I think her name's Karen. And. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey? Eh? Yeah, yeah, Karen. Go, 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 and go. then, like, Beck's, Beck's saying to Blythe, like, oh. I wonder what Joe's up to now. Um, and then I literally watched about a minute of episode eight and they bumped into each other outside a falafel van or something. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, Joe's trying to move on, it seems. Um, but she deletes her social media profile and then he kind of gets a bit like, shit, where is she? Um, so it seems like he's still kind of keeping tabs on her. Um, yeah, so that's basically where I'm up to. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's It's very... You have to suspend your disbelief quite a lot because, you know, he manages to break into people's houses very easily and remain hidden all day, um, even falling asleep or, like, fainting and not being discovered um, and like, standing outside their windows and stuff. And he even steals Peach's laptop, sits in her porch and and reads through it. I'm just like, how is no one catching this guy? Plus, he masturbates in public. So, so I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit. Um, I think they've done that. On, I think they've done almost certain things on purpose. Because I, I don't know. It just it might scare a few people if it seems a bit too real. Yeah, it has I mean, made me, it has made me thankful yeah, that everything. I mean, it has made me thankful pop, that everything I have is on private, pop, so no one can see it. Not that anyone wants yeah. to stalk me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I'm kind of conflicted about Joe because I actually quite like him um, as a character. But then, obviously, he's now becoming a bit of a serial killer. And there's also... I was going to say, there's a strong suggestion that he killed his ex-girlfriend, Candice. Um, I, obviously, I'm not at the end of the series, so you probably know what's happened there. But I don't. I assume that his paranoia got the best of him um, because he thinks she was cheating on him. And then, so he killed her. Um, and I'm wondering if something similar will happen to Beck because there was a kind of parallels when he says to Beck, like, oh... I want to see your phone, um, which is something that is called back when he has um, visions of Candice in Peach's house. So I'm wondering if maybe, you know, if he can't have Beck, no one else can sort of thing. Because, um, you know, he's moved on with Karen, it seems, but Beck hasn't moved on with anybody else that I've seen so far. So I wonder how jealousy will hit him. But yeah, he, he's quite a nice, you know, he looks after Paco. He's... Um, just quite an endearing guy, apart from the fact that he's a stalker and a bit murderous. <laughs> so what are you guys, what, you know, up to where I am, How? what are your thoughts on it? Um, I thought it was really, I think it's really good. Um, I think that maybe episode one and two are a bit slower, but from three, from episode three up to like episode, I would say, yeah, like eight, really fast paced. So I like, I watched the first two episodes in like, uh, in one day, and the next day, I literally watched like from episode three to like episode nine, 
because it, like, I thought it was so like oh, wow. so easy to like binge through. I thought because like the way like I thought the pacing was like spot on. Um, and I get, yeah, me too. I like Joe as well, and I'm kind of rooting for him. And I kind of wish he would stop killing people. Yeah, literally, because like deep down, he seems like like a, like an alright guy. He's just quite kind of unhinged. Like you know, he helps out Paco every now and again. Do you know what I mean? He like he's got like decent decent values. But then, you know, he's just very obsessive and, yeah, very murdery, <laughs> which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Beck needs to buy some <laughs> curtains. And, um... Yes. Literally, like, she's... Why is she masturbating having sex with people, like, in fucking broad daylight with the windows open? Like, anyone can see through her windows. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Have some shame. On here. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Um, I also feel like Beck, Beck is... Obviously, she's at the highest point of her confidence, mate. I was going to say, Beck is, I feel, quite an underdeveloped character, considering she's such an important part of this. Like, basically, all she seems to do is um, be a bit of a bitch and then apologise for it. I don't know if that's maybe because we're watching this through Joe's eyes, but... Yeah. Yeah, but she's just like, you know, she'll, she'll... be a bit out of order and then come back with donuts and apologise. And I'm just like, how many times are we going to see this same thing? Like, can she not do anything differently? Like, she's either being touched up by pervy older men or, you know, having to apologise to Joe for something. I'm a bit like, mm, is there anything, any other way that you can develop this character? But, I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. But there's also, I don't know, maybe this is like a nerdy film um studies reference but there's a her instagram handle is bechdel test and i don't know if you've ever heard of the bechdel test but it's a a kind of set of parameters that are put on works of fiction so t- t- film tv books anything like that is that about yeah. women so it's basically like that. yeah it's basically where two or more female characters have a conversation that is not about men um and Considering her Instagram handle is Bechdel Test, the writers and creators of this TV show are clearly aware of that, but clearly don't care because I'm pretty sure every episode of this would fail that test because when Peach and Annika and all the all them that even though sometimes they talk about her poetry, it always comes back to Benji or Joe or men or something like that and how they are adversely affect yeah or that how they're adversely affecting her writing or something. So. I don't know if they're kind of being a bit cutesy, being like, hey, look, we know about the Bechdel test. Um, but, you know, somewhat ironically, they're actually undermining the programme even more by, by not adhering to it. So that was just a, a, a nerdy reference that I recognised. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it and I'm... What do you think of Peach? Um, I found her really fucking annoying. <laughs> um... <laughs> Why? Like, I did. I did not. Oh my god, she's just like so meddling. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know Joe's meddling as well, but I just she was just not a nice character. She was always being like, I thought I was just like she's always in the way, a bit like Donna in Suits. I'm like, fuck off, would you? I was actually a bit like, yeah, I wanted. I was literally thinking like, please, can you kill her yet? Um, you know. So I'm kind of glad she's gone. Um, yeah. What did you think of her? I'm same as you to be honest. Um, it's it was just it was annoying me because I I could, I knew her face like the actress and I couldn't mm. think of where she was from so I had to Google it. She Pretty Little Lies. Pretty Little Lies, yeah. But um, I kind of thought 
not bad for her. I, I felt bad for her at the point where you realise that, like, she's, she's a lesbian, but it's, oh, well, maybe she's bisexual, but, like, and at that point, she's kind of like, I'm like, oh, man, like, can she get, like, a, like, a decent, a decent ending sort of thing? But then, I thought, um, I thought that when, um, when she catches Joe in the house, and they were, like, arguing and stuff, I thought they would come to, like, some sort of, like, mutual, mutual destruction sort of thing. I thought she would, like, move to, because obviously she had all the pictures of Beck and stuff like that, so I thought she'd, like, move to France, and then he'd get on with his life, and then that would be that there. I didn't, I didn't think she was going to die at that point. I thought when, if he, I thought when he killed her in the park, that, that that's when she would, I thought she would just die there. So I was quite surprised that she was still alive. Um, but yeah, she was a very annoying character. Yeah. But yeah. I would have liked for her to stay alive. I, I hate Blythe. Oh I, yeah, me like, too. She is so annoying. I'm like, is she trying to be a parody of like a a kind of I don't know Zen guru or something? Like, I'm happy that she's with she's with Ethan. Um, um, Ethan's I, the only person in the show who I actually truly like. <laughs> yeah, he's he's such a nice guy, but I just hate Blythe. She's such a pretentious twat. Um, but yeah, so I'm really interested to see how it all. I watched seven episodes yesterday, um, binged it, so I'm probably gonna finish it tonight or at least, you know, over the next couple of days and then Can I just say quickly, Glenn, sorry. I know you haven't finished it yet, but I'm just gonna say Karen is the smartest person on this show and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Um and they've renewed it for series two, um, which I can see, you know, on your notes. Um I again I haven't seen the end of it, so Oh, you put times two. I thought that meant like there is going to be season two, but yeah. Oh, there is. Oh, okay. Well, I again, I haven't seen the end of it, so I don't know whether that's going to follow Beck or Joe. I assume Joe. Um, maybe it will be a flashback to what happened with him and Candice. I don't know. Um, but having seen all of it, is series two something you want to see? I would have further left it at one. One. Season. Yeah. Same. Okay. That seems to you know. Like if, if all honesty, they could probably made it. They could they they could have probably made it like twelve episodes and then done a little extra bit. I think if yeah, they really wanted yeah. to, but I don't think that. Me personally, they don't need a whole another season. Mm. Okay. Okay. Based on books, though, isn't it? So I think they'll just keep going until they can, as far as they can go. Yeah. Who's yeah. the motherfucker who made that book? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're still on Netflix. Netflix seems to dominate a conversation as much as superheroes. Um. Who of you have seen Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Yep. Obi doesn't watch Black Mirror. Obi? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Okay, are you going to watch it, Obi, or...? Uh, No, I'll go. Feel free to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Well, Black Mirror Bandersnatch is, again, pretty revolutionary step in filmmaking or TV, you know, watching, um, as it's a kind of choose-your-own-story. Um, I used to read those Goosebumps books back in the day where you could, you know, turn to page seven and you, you got to the dead end or whatever, go back to page four, that, you know. So this is similar, um, obviously applied to a film, where we follow, um, you know, a, a guy called... Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. We follow a guy, a coder in the 80s who... Uh, has read a book called Bandersnatch, uh, which is, again, a choose-your-own-story, and he wants to develop it into a video game. Um, So he takes his idea to uh, a software company um, and and, and basically 
you get at that you know there's various points throughout this whole film where you get to choose his decision um and then he meets a guy called Colin played by Will Poulter who's also like a really revered coder and you know together they they kind of that that's the story um it's following about his decisions and how that impacts on his life um that's that's kind of like a very succinct version of it um there are multiple different endings to this um so yeah what did you think of it chris um as a black mirror episode i was it it was good but it wasn't as great as some of the ones i've seen uh, in terms of the choices, I thought they're very clever and interesting. I'm not really sure how there's a million ways. Uh, that seems a bit ludicrous to me, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's a bit it's a bit messed up. It's a bit psychedelic. It's a bit psychotic. It's a bit bloody. So the yeah. usual tick boxes of a Black Mirror episode. But um, I feel like this didn't really hinge on yeah, social media like... as much. Like usually, it's social media and social like awareness that black mirror kind of like i feel and that i suppose and technological advances is usually the black mirror specialty but this i felt was a bit more psychotic like it's like how your mental state is rather than yeah it was a bit more existential and philosophical philosophical obviously it's not gonna be it's not gonna be about social media being set in the 80s but it's it's very much about can you actually make are you actually in charge of making your own decisions? Or, or is, someone, is there a know, higher f- figure, yeah? Yeah, or, or, you know, fate. Or you can even look at it saying, like, you know, some decisions, you might think you have a choice, but actually you don't. Because, you know, there are some points, um, for example, if if you say, so quite early on in the film, you get the choice to um, accept working at the software company on your game or to actually decline their offer and to continue making it at home. If you accept the offer then the story ends because the game, you know, they, they impose too much restriction on him and he ends up, um, you know, creating a really shit game and it gets like zero out of five on a review. And then, um, you know, then it basically says, you know, the story is ended, go back to this decision. And then when you decline the offer, then the story progresses. And there are several other occasions where, you know, if you select one thing, it will either continue for a bit and then you have to go back or the story will end. So it is interesting in that respect. Um, there was also the part... There was one one particular decision. I can't remember what it was. But there was only one option that you could choose. Um, and, you know, again, that's... It's interesting saying, like, you know, there is literally no other way that you can progress other than making this decision. Um, and I think, obviously, it's only the first real-time... First time we've seen a film with this type of decision making so it's not going to be perfect um but i thought it was a really interesting attempt at it um and really interesting that you said it doesn't feel like a black mirror episode because uh, when i was watching it with lauren she was saying it seemed more like a skins episode in the sense that you know it was just like drug taking and you know it, it just felt like that sensibility rather than kind of the lot darker um the way technology affects us that black mirror tends to be but yeah i really enjoyed it um I did feel like the ending was a bit anticlimactic. So the ending that I got was that he um, is in the shrink's office and then he ends up going back in time to get his rabbit um, that his dad has hidden and 
he then goes on the train with his mum and ends up dying uh, in the train crash, which means that when he's in the therapist's office, kind of, quote-unquote, in the present day, he is also dead. And then it just ends. And I was a bit like, oh, I thought there was going to be something a lot more, I don't know, more poignant to say about... Doesn't strictly make sense either. Because... So the whole thing was that his mum died because she was late because she was waiting for him to find his teddy bear. And then yeah. he said he said that he's not going until he has it. But if he's gone to the safe and got the teddy bear, then he's already got it. So then his mum should technically make it for that train. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought about that as well. But having thought on it since, I think I think what it's saying is that there was an, an inevitability to that, that she was always going to die and that, he has made his choice to die with her. Um, so it kind of reminded me a bit of... Have you ever seen the but, the alternate ending to the butterfly effect? Where where he goes back into the womb and... And strangles it. himself. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. So he's kind of... He knows how his life will play out after this point And he's decided to end it kind yeah. of with his mother. So, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting. I, I would like to see what happen you know how they can play with this format in future i feel like it would be yeah. a bit gimmicky um you know they, they could very easily make this really gimmicky and it only really works on netflix because you have to have that cachet of information kind of saved you couldn't really watch it in a cinema because of you know I don't, they won't have the everyone just shouting at the screen they'll vote <laughs> do a vote button yeah exactly so you know netflix you know, definitely lends itself to that form of storytelling but yeah i i enjoyed it um did did you see any of the other endings or are you gonna watch any of the other endings what other endings are there because when he starts talking to this computer screen he's like is who who's who's talking to me and you've got two options and i think one of the options is to choose netflix yeah so then you go to the therapy op- uh, office and then you have a full-on fight with the therapist <laughs> yeah, and then your dad and then, but if you choose not to fight your dad and you choose to try and escape through the window, have you done that? Yeah. And then, and then it, it, like, it's a film set. Yeah, yeah. Instead um, of, it's, so it's not real life. And then if you f- choose to fight your dad, you run away and then you, you, I don't, I can't remember. Like basically there's options where, so the problem is that also what I found is that the, the real options are that he, he's always going to put out this film, this, this game. In one scenario, he puts it out in a rush and it's shit and no one gives a shit about it. Another option, puts it out and he's committed murder, so he's going to prison. And it's just bang average. And then there's the other one where he puts it out. There's no foul play being found out about. He gets 100% review. And then later on, he's like, oh, but he's been sent to prison, so it's taken off the shelves. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the version where he chops his dad's body up. Um, I, I didn't find that route. I, I have... Apparently, I have, yeah. I was going to say, I have heard of that one, but I, I didn't quite know how to get to it. Yeah, so I so I found out the other day that there... Um, so have you ever had one where uh, one of the... So either the... Oh, I've forgotten all their names. The one who plays We're the Millers. Yeah, uh, Colin. Colin, or the manager. I can't remember his name either. No. And Colin's wife. So there's three people that can actually come to your house. Have you seen? Have you had any where Colin comes to your house or anything? No, because I I chose Colin to jump off the balcony. Okay, so there's an option where you're in your room and you, I think at this point you've killed your dad, and then Colin's been told to come round your house to help you out, and then you've got the option to either kill Colin, or 
um, let Colin go and then he goes to prison. I, I chose to let him go. Didn't kill him. I don't know what happens if you kill him. But apparently, depending on your previous choices with the serial and the CD, or whatever you want to call it, the uh, cassette, um, either Colin, Colin's wife, or the manager will come to your house. And I haven't had all those options, but I just, after having like seven endings, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an ending as well where um, you type in a number on the phone. Yes. And you just yeah. get you just get through to the, uh, what's it called? To the lady who's helping you out. I can't even remember what they call them. To psychiatrist. Yeah, to the psychiatrist's office. She's not in, and you end up saying on the phone, "Well, when she's in, let her know I'm gonna kill her." And then he goes to prison. You're like, oh. Yeah. Um, and then I there's. Think I'm, yeah. I may have seen that one. And there's an ep- um, there's one where the company goes bust because your your game doesn't come out in time. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, they, they definitely put a lot of effort into it. There's like five and a half hours of content, I think. And, I just wanted know, to know if there was a happy ending. I feel like there isn't a happy ending. Oh, did you see the ending where, an, like, once he's... Ah, oh, so that's it. I think once he's he goes to prison, and but he's given... The, the game's got, like, 100% review, and then it goes to another lady who's actually making the game again, but in modern time. That's Colin's daughter, isn't it? But I, I haven't seen that, no. Um, again, I've I've tried to read up on it as much as I can, but yeah, it seems like one of these things that if you can bear it, you can rewatch it so many times, and you'll you'll get lots of different endings. Apparently, um, there's a game ending as well. Like it takes you to like a oh, I don't know. Do you know, it's, we've talked enough about it. I think I think it's uh, several endings, all of which come to a pretty much samey kind of conclusion. I feel. I think you could probably do a lot of sociological research on the decisions people make as well. Because, you know, it's like, who do you want to kill this guy or no? And it's like, I reckon there's a lot of... You could re, you could do some research on <laughs> what that says about the the state of society when you're like, yeah, kill him, chop him up. But I, just chose, up. I just chose kill him because I thought it'd be interesting to see where that, where that leads, really. It's because you're a sick fuck, mate. Um, um, ouch, but okay. Did anyone... Uh, Sticking on the theme of Netflix, did anyone watch Bird Box? Yes, I believe we both did. So my 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 opinion on it, I thought it was a good film, but I thought it would have been a better film had I not watched A Quiet Place. Don't know, but uh, did you watch A Quiet Place? Ah, so Obi's perspective probably is the better one. Yeah, Bird Box is a film basically in which um, some sort of uh, is it epidemic or pandemic or whichever is taking over the world, yeah. I guess. Um, and it starts with people in, I think it's in Asia and Russia, who are killing themselves, committing suicide at a high rate and nobody knows why. And um, stars Sandra Bullock um, and what's his face from Moonlight? I can't remember his name. Um, oh, it begins with a T. Um... Trevante Rhodes. That's the one. Good memory. Um, but yeah, and it's basically following this. So whatever this is happening in uh, Russia uh, and Asia spreads over to the rest of the world. And basically people in this neighbourhood that um, Sandra Burke's character lives in, everyone people start killing themselves and crashing shit and whatever, whatever. And um, she has to find a way to survive, basically, with um, a group of people in a house. And it flips between... That and five years later, when she's still trying to survive whatever 
the fuck is happening um, to stop, you know, herself from killing herself and other people. And, um, yeah, pretty much it. Really. Yeah, she's got two children, hasn't she? Two kids, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, boy yeah. and girl. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I think it's a decent film. I do not know. It's a good film. Um, but uh, the ending could have been better, for one. Mm. And for two, um, we so we assume that whatever's happening, causing this, is some sort of creature, right? That's causing uh, this people to kill themselves and stuff like that. But which I like the premise of that. But and you don't, you, you never see, you never see whatever this thing is, which is fine by me. But you don't really find out more about it, which I think which really quite annoys me. Um, like especially after I after I watched it, I started like thinking about it. So like, um, she uh, what's her, what's her character's name? I can't remember her character's name. Mallory. So yeah, Mallory. Um, she's pregnant at this po- at the start of the film. Like I've maybe like eight, eight months down, she's pregnant, and she has to find a sanctuary in a house with loads of strangers. And basically, they're all panicking because they don't know what to do, um, and they realise that. Um, basically they can't look outside because it'll, they'll see whatever this is and make them want to kill themselves and so they, yeah, they have to board up the whole house and everything they can't leave and then one guy whose house it was for some reason volunteered to see oh maybe we can look on the security cameras to see what this thing is <laughs> and they're like okay and they tie up to a chair and he's watching through security cameras and he kills himself because obviously this thing can work through cameras I guess um, what I do want to ask though is can this thing enter buildings um, can't go through walls. Yeah, well, um, can't go through walls, uh, can it? It can only go. Well, if, if the door's open, could it just walk through the door? <laughs> I guess so, because they locked the door, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, it must be able to. Um, I'm trying to think if there's an example where it's that someone dies in the building. Um, I, I think I think it, I think it's. They all look outside. Oh yeah, in the hospital. Oh yeah, I think well, it's. I think, she's she's looking looking I think it's oh, where yeah. you see it. She's or not. But yeah, that's a good point. I think this. Yeah, this again. Obviously, it's probably a bit unfair to judge it based on a quiet place because you know they've got similar premises but not exactly the same. So you know you can't see rather than you can't speak. But um, I don't know. I feel like this film was all right, but I don't know. It left me with so many questions. Like, a, how did this phenomena start? Like. Like what? What's this? Is it a demon? Is it a creature? Is it a biological? You do see pictures of what it looks like. The drawings from the mad people. Mm. True, but th- then those mad people um, pose more questions. Like, what? What is it about them that means that they can see it? Um, or- but, so or- it's because they're it's because they're just yeah. But we know it's because they're crazy. But why? Is it a specific mental illness? Is it any mental illness? Um, I think it's something to do with uh, mental illness. But again, I don't know why. I wonder mm. why. And even like with this creature, I don't know what what it does to people to make them want to kill themselves. Mm. Like, yeah. because one woman was saying, like, um, hi, mum, or something like and that. And she sat in the car, didn't she, and died, burnt to death. Yeah, yeah. 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 So maybe it makes them want to so go to heaven or yeah. be with their dead, their dead loved ones or whatever. Yeah, because you didn't really see why the sister did it, actually. No. She was just kind of like... I, I read somewhere that theorised that it would take on your worst fear. Um, but then again, if that does do that, then I would like to see that because you'd like to see what each person's different fear is. I, I don't mind the fact that you don't see the creature because then it, you can use your own imagination. But your worst fear, uh, surely that's not right. Well, uh, that's just what you know. No, that's just some what someone theorized. You know, it's not necessarily right. But yeah, I mean, also 
why, when Mallory's in the car with her sister and her sister sees something and ends up crashing, why doesn't Mallory see it as well? You know, why why has this creature affected her sister and not Mallory? How the, all these like blind people at the end, um, I'm just like, how does that actually work? Like, how do you function in a, you know, in the middle of the woods when you can't see anything? How have you developed this kind of colony? Um, how does she get through the rapids? You know, all these sort of questions and also i feel like the the film had far too many characters um which meant that none of them were particularly developed and none of them i liked particularly much um i thought john malkovich's character was a twat um and then you got um machine machine gun kelly who runs off with that was but then but then but he was a twat but then he was right in the end yeah, true, but you know, it's just like there were so many characters. There was Machine Gun Kelly, his girlfriend, who, in one scene, says that he. Yeah, they ran off and no one says, it. and like we don't hear anything about them ever again. Exactly. Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that in one scene she says, "Oh, you know," he comes onto her and she's like, "No way," and in the next scene they're like boyfriend and girlfriend, and I'm like, mm. "Are they boyfriend and girlfriend or are they just having sex?" Well, well, you know, they were kind of together, and I was like, "Whatever," you know, it just seemed like too many cooks, and it spoiled the broth. Um... I thought it was a decent premise, but you met. I enjoyed like the cinematography, I guess. So like the bit with like the rapids and you know when they're in the woods and all stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, another thing that I found annoying was the name of the film. So it's called Bird Box, right? And because those birds are in that box, the little girls holding fair. But what is it about the birds that they can tell when the creatures come in? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it. And also like the, the birds being in the box is like it's a very it's a very minuscule part of the film. Do, do you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't really it doesn't really bear well well, we're not led to believe that it bears that much importance in the film. I don't think anyway. But then at the end it's quite important because the birds all the birds in the trees are the Which, direct... is, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But like They're not it, in the box though. It, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, like I don't know what, is only those birds in particular, or is it any bird? Or I don't know what why the birds start chirping and why they can like I feel like scenes. I feel like scenes from this film are cut out. I think <laughs> because I feel like there's a lot more exposition yeah, I, 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 here. Yeah, I, 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 I actually agree with that as well. Um, it seems like there was a lot left out, um, which I think is odd because we said this about Outlaw King as well, and they're both Netflix films, and you would think Netflix of any particular distributor would allow you to have the sort of length of film you want. Um, Without like you know you don't have to fit into two hours or whatever because it's not being cinematically released so it seems odd, um, yeah I don't know it left me wanting more um, but not watching more but it felt like I was like wanting I more I animation. Thought, I think it's it's an okay um, film. Did you know yeah. that it's the most watched film in the first week of Netflix ever? Well, that's what they say. Well, um, apparently four, we have- apparently forty five million people watched it. Well, that's what they say. Um, we have. To- yeah, I mean, we have to, we can only go by what they say, which is, uh, you know, when it's one-way information, you can't verify that, you know, fine. But yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was all right. Um, certainly not as good as A Quiet Place. So you should definitely watch that, Obi. Um. <laughs> Chris, I assume it's you who's watched Apostle. What did you think? What a mistake that was, mate. <laughs> what a mistake! Like, it's such a weird film, an unnecessary film, in fact. Like, so it's about a guy looking for his sister who's been captured by this 
colony of people who have decided to out themselves from the rest of England. Yeah? Yeah. And then he goes there undercover, submerses himself within the culture of these people, but, like, other people are trying to take down this colony as well. And Is it a film? Yeah, it's a film. So much blood, so much gore. It was just like, what the hell? Uh, you later find out in the film... Do you remember me talking about it? Mm, no. Did you like it? Oh, okay. Not really, no. I thought it was... I thought it didn't make much sense. Nah, no. like, you just suddenly go... You suddenly, no. like, you figure out that these people have got this old woman attached to tree branches, like, they just... And if you feed her blood, she lets the crops grow. And then there's this bloke or woman, you don't even know what gender, with a f- weird nest around its face, like, capturing people to drain them of blood. Uh... And then, uh, then someone's trying to out the current leader of this colony, mm. and he gets pissed that his daughter is pregnant with some other with some guy. So he kills his daughter. Then he gets the other guy killed for for the death of his daughter, and the killing is so brutal. They like put him on a bench, tie up, twist some bolts so he can't move, and then drill out the back of his head mm. so he has no brain left and then they put what do they put inside his head? Do you remember? Is it a flower? Uh, put a flower inside the head and that's it. Yeah. He's dead. And then like the guy who's who went to save his sister finds his sister gets captured by this weird creature thing gets hooked to a bench and this creature starts pulling the bench hooks and then the guy eventually kills this creature after getting four of his fingers crushed off, mm. having lots of his body torn and poked and hooked. He then kill he then kills the woodland creature woman because she wants to be free. Okay. Then he goes to save his sister and the the girl or the 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 love interest. <coughs> In doing so, has a severely has a big wound against him. And then he ends up just dying, and then other people leaving because there's this creature's died, so it's squirting out blood from all crevices of this island. Mm. And then when he dies, his blood starts creating. When he he lies down, he gets submerged in the, the ground, and then trees start growing and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? Is yeah, I think it was supposed to. You know, I think it's all supposed to be quite metaphorical and stuff. But it was a bit too arty farty for me. And also, I feel like. About halfway through the film, they just completely forget about saving his sister and then they start talking about, you know, focusing more on this weird kind of culty stuff. And then they're like, oh, yeah, shit, we need to find his sister. So they, I feel like they weren't, there wasn't a lot of focus with this film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Obi, tell us about something you've seen. Um, I watch, I'm watching House of Cards. Um, the final season House of Cards. I'm okay. half, halfway through. I think there's only eight, only, only eight episodes uh, this season, so I think they're just trying, literally trying to just wrap up the story. Um, so Claire's president now. Frank's dead. Um, so at this point, Claire thinks that Francis was murdered rather than um, rather than just died because I think they say he died of like a heart attack or something like that. But Claire thinks he was murdered. Although I don't, I feel like. Claire is just saying to us, the audience, that he thinks he was, he was murdered. I think maybe she has something to do with it, but I suppose we won't, I won't find out for another few episodes. Um, Doug is uh, got stitched up by Claire and Frank because he admitted to like everything, killing Mosseface, killing Zoe, and da 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 da. So he was in like a psychiatric ward, um, about to go to trial, but then he he thinks that 
I think he basically thinks that Claire's like betraying Frank sort of thing and he's like lo- loyal to Frank like to the absolute end so he's basically saying that yeah like I didn't do any of this stuff I didn't kill da, 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 da. and he tries to make a deal with the um, district attorney so that he can like turn on Claire blah 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 but then Claire kind of gets has to get him back on board and promise him what did she promise him promises him something I don't know and um, yeah so then they're like I don't know if I don't think they trust each other at all so I'm curious to see where that goes um and yeah, Claire's basically people are just trying to bully Claire because I feel like they just think that, that she's gonna be she's a weak president, so they're just trying to make her make her do everything. And at the minute they're winning, which is annoying me. So I want Claire. I'm hoping Claire has like some sort of fight in her, like to fight back sort of thing. So yeah, that's pretty much all that's happening really. Um, yeah. Is it is it interesting? Does it suffer from the lack of Kevin Spacey? Um, I think so. Yeah, but I feel like this season wouldn't have been that great with Kevin Spacey in it anyway. So. Because okay. I think we all kind of agreed the season was on the on that the series as a whole was on the down. Down up, yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Is it worth watching though, or are you just watching it to finish the series? Uh, just to finish the series, really. Okay. Um, what else am I watching? I started. I watched Watchmen finally. Oh. Um. Oh yeah. What did you think? It's all right. It's all right. It's not bad. I like the premise. Like, you know, the whole um, superhero has been outlawed, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, it's a bit long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bit long. It's about, what, like two hours 40 or something oh, yeah. like that? Yeah, it's a bit long. But yeah, no, it's not bad. Um, yeah, it's pushing three hours, isn't it? Yeah. I enjoy, like, the, the way it's all shot. Like, it's, very, it's obviously very snap- Zack Snyder. So I enjoy mm. the way it's been shot, all the cinematography and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I... Um, I think that maybe the story needed a little bit of work in that I think it's quite boring at parts, I feel. Um, there's not lots of action, really, I don't mm. think. Um, there could definitely be a lot more action. And I don't know. I just feel like mm, maybe like the, the superheroes, I would say maybe like the superhero element of it wasn't really... It, I suppose it's more just about like, it's more like vigilant. Vigilantes yeah. I guess, than, than superhero superheroism, I guess. Which I guess is fine. Um, it was a bit weird seeing um Dr. Manhattan's penis like seventeen times. But um Yeah. Do <laughs> you love a bit of pain? I do to be fair. Um but yeah it's yeah, it's a decent film. Like, you know, it's alright. It's not I wouldn't put it in my like, you know, top ten or anything, but mm. I'm glad I watched it now, yeah. so I can just say that like, yeah, I've seen it. Apparently bringing out a TV series about it. Yeah, they That's are like, HBO, yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. I think that's why, why I wanted to watch it, yeah, yeah. on HBO. I think it's this year as well. Yeah. It might, it might serve better as a, as a TV show, actually, because, you know, longer format, they've got more time to develop each character and maybe have a bit, you know... And maybe see how they've got their powers as well. Um, yeah. Um, Chris, seems like you've been watching a lot of TV shows, including uh, American Horror Story. So w- what series have you watched of that and uh, what do you think of them? I've watched. So I watched season one ages ago. So I haven't rewatched that one. And I've watched. I just. I just finished watching season two. I. I must admit. It's not. I don't. I do like the show. I think it's a very complex and interesting show. However. Some episodes do just drag on. Mm. I. I it might just be season two. I, it just. It, it's just like. I don't know where I'm meant to be like focused on really, and then. It's just, um, yeah, season two, I must admit, season one, I've preferred a lot better to season two. And maybe maybe that's just me. Maybe season three will improve yeah. it. Um, 
I like the idea of it being in a in a like a mental institution, and I thought it was kind of clever how the woman was running it from how she wanted to run it. Like, i.e., she thought someone was a lesbian, she therefore didn't like it, therefore she got her committed. I thought that was quite clever, um, a bit fucked up, but clever. Um, and then like the fact that you never really find out whether that guy did or didn't kill all those people. I oh, know you do, don't you? you? Do so he didn't kill all those people. Does he die in the end? Have you watched season two? Oh my god, I watched it so long ago, I cannot remember. So I watched that like before Christmas, so I can't quite remember if the, the guy who is in like every season of American Horror Story actually dies or not. Um, Evan Peters. Um, oh god, I can't remember. He's a young guy, isn't he? He plays Quicksilver in. It's a bit messed up as well, that girl claiming like, she told him that story of how like her family were murdered by some man and no one believes her and she's in this psychiatric thing and then later on after they've had sex, it's like, oh yeah, I did kill them all. Uh, they were all pissing me off, so I just killed them all, kind of thing. And I was like, whoa. And it was bare gory as well, and you're like, raw. That, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. Didn't really like the aspect of, like, um, the Doctor creating fucked up, mutated people. Um, I thought that was very unnecessary. But, uh, and then I didn't quite understand how that woman knew that he was a Nazi. And then it was like, no, she, she's actually messed up in the head. She doesn't actually know he's a Nazi. And then later on, it's like she isn't. He is a Nazi. Uh, it's just like uh, I was just like, what? I feel like, what is going on? I feel like, I feel like, I feel like some. Yeah, I feel like some of the things you're touching on can apply to a lot of the series. So I've seen almost all of them, um, and a lot for me, a lot of them. The premise is a lot stronger than the actual series. So, so like yeah, like you said, mental institution, really good premise. Um, there's one. Uh, set in a freak show there's one set in a hotel where each room is like got a different kind of macabre backstory but I feel like they try and fit far too much plot into each series and a lot and a lot of the time I'm just like what is actually happening and a lot of it kind of gets resolved too quickly or just seems really incidental Um, and I'm kind of yeah so like I stopped watching hotel about so I feel like American Horror tries to fit too much plot into each series um and i'm just like what is going on um and also i feel like sometimes the the plot isn't quite strong the main plot isn't quite strong enough to to make it last all 10 to 13 episodes hence why they probably try and fit too many subplots um for example like yeah i said i stopped watching hotel because the main point is there's this killer who uh so the, the main character is a policeman and he's trying to find this killer and that leads him to the hotel but the actual kind of serial killer kind of 70 subplot is like so incident like it got they kind of touch upon it every a couple of episodes but i'm like i would rather see that as the main plot rather than all these different characters that keep introducing that you know i I just it ends up being quite laborious and i'm just i get a bit bored of it um i thought the first series was really really good um but maybe that's because it was so fresh uh you know i hadn't seen anything like that before and it's kind of right up my street um it was um, the season one was really good actually. Like, it, uh, although there was a lot of stories, they all kind of interlinked in a way. I feel like this one, season two, there probably is some link or cause, causal link between all of them. But I didn't get it as much. Like, I didn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't enhanced enough for me, and I was just like, ah, oh, it's a bit, bit rubbish kind of thing. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, there was demons in it as well, and I was like, what is going on, like? 
And yeah, it was a bit. It, yeah, it was. I won't say it was bad. It was good because like the stories they did have in there were really interesting and really like messed up like you want American Horror Story to be, but it just wasn't as good as the previous season. I think so. I'm looking forward to season three because I, I think season three is a good one. Yeah, I remember it being good. That's Coven, so it's yeah, it's about witches. Um, fourth one is Freak Show, which is one of the worst ones in my opinion. Five is Hotel, which I stopped watching. Um, six is Roanoke, which was I really enjoyed it. Um, so that that's they take. I've spoken about it before. They have a different format, so it's kind of like a re. Um, what do they call them? What do they do on Crime Watch when they reset something? Um, they restage it. Oh, reenact that's it. Reenact. So they kind of reenact a story, a ghost story that's that, quote unquote, real people are telling. Um, so that was one of the better ones. So uh, yeah. And and the good thing is, is if you don't like one series, you can still watch the next one because they're not linked. Um, yeah, it's just got uh, some of the same actors, doesn't yeah. it? So yeah, I'm I'm glad you're you're enjoying watching it. Uh, definitely not one. I nearly hit my target one. of watching all those series. Nearly, I did fall a little short. <laughs> well, you're a good effort. You set yourself a project. What has been so long? That is a musical on Netflix. Um. It is like it's like a modern, modern day musical, I suppose. Um, it's got uh, Michaela Cole in it, I think is her name, and uh, Arin's Kenne, I think is his name, something like that. So it's about um, it's it's about this girl, this woman, sorry, with a child, um, who is like I think she's been scarred from her past relationship, so she's like kind of weary of men and them being around her daughter, blah 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 blah, and then this guy who just got released from prison after he did some stupidness, like robbery or something. And they kind of like meet, but then they're... he really likes her, but then she's really caught. She likes him, but she's cautious because she's, I think she's doesn't really trust men, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like little songs in between. <laughs> and um, the songs that really fit to the story, I don't think, well, they can't, they, do you know, actually, no, the songs are not very good. They, I think they fit to the story, but they're just not very good. Um, and it's you know one of them ones where like a bit like La La Land in that they're actually just like it feels like they're singing it there and then but like yeah and like it's not that they're bad singers but they're just not great singers mm. you know but like so yeah it's okay and um, yeah so they kind of like have a, like a little relationship thing and then what's it what happens um, he what's he do he meets her at her daughter's primary school because she left something at his house something like that and then he sees her daughter but then she didn't want him to see his daughter that fast and then they so and then they kind of stop seeing each other and then she kind of ghosts him for a bit so then he kind of like moves on and then she catches him with another girl and then you know he's like oh my god I'm done I'm such an idiot da, da, da. and then yeah and then she's like all crying and shit and then she blames her best friend for something and then her and her best friend are fighting so she's like alone and her daughter's like mum what the fuck are you doing sort of thing <laughs> and then like um, they randomly meet each other in the kebab shop or something like that and then they rekindle and yeah it's nice I guess it's interesting I don't know what I think I was hung over so I decided to just put it on <laughs> so yeah it's alright so it's quite short actually so, like, how did they sorry go on no I was going to say what were the musical numbers like what was the songs like catchy or eh, not really I don't think they were very catchy um, they were kind of like they weren't like big like production sort of thing it's kind of like they were having Conversations with each other, but in a singing, like, but like singing them. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like the songs were the songs weren't great in in my eyes. I feel like it would have sounded better if it was just a film. Yeah. I feel like we I feel like we fundamentally disagree on the definition of a musical. I think we do as well. Um so what would you define a a, a film musical as? We did this last week, yeah, you know? we did. So like there's a there's a, a one second Talk about yourselves and I'll try and find the definition. So of what last week we had this discussion and last week me and Ari were in agreement that Straight Outta Compton is not a musical. It is a film about music. While High School Musical is a musical because they sing like they're talking. 100%. So if you're sing- singing like you're so talking... So it has to be... I don't agree with that. For me, you can't tell me Straight Outta Compton's classed as a musical. It's a biopic. Yeah, but it's a musical biopic because it integrates music within the within the plot. No, it's a biopic about music. Oh, yeah, but then to the same extent, um, you we were saying you were saying that um you don't see a Star Is Born as a musical, but it is because it because because mu- music is a key integrated point of the plot. Glenn. Yes. Yeah. This is how I, this is how I would define it. So on on uh, something Wikipedia it says that musical films characteristically contain elements reminiscent of theatre. Performers often treat their song and dance numbers as if a live audience were watching. In a sense, the viewer becomes the diegetic audience as the performer looks directly into the camera and performs to it. That's how I feel like a music. That's what I feel like a musical. Is. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree that that is a definition of a musical, right? But I'm saying that like, because music is such a key part of A Star Is Born, Straight Outta Compton, 8 Mile, things like that, that I would consider them kind of musical. Um, not not in the... Tra- I, I think there is a... Obviously, those films that you discuss are kind of like a... Thea- yeah, theatrical. And that is the kind of main um, point of where a musical has come from. But for me, I feel like that filmic musicals as well can be different in the sense that they kind of, yeah, feature music integrated within. They're not spontaneously bursting into song, but I don't know. That's just, that's just me. It'd be interesting if any of our listeners will uh, tweet in to say what they, what they would define it as. Um, but yeah, uh, back on to topic. What does anyone else want to discuss um, I started watching Runaway season two. Um, okay. Basically, character so like they're, ba- they're like so at the end of uh, the first season, they'd had the kids had um it's kind of cheesy but it's alright. The kids had basically discovered that all the parents are evil or they're all plotting against um the city somehow. But the parents themselves are actually like there's one leader called Jonah and he's like the main evil guy and the parents kind of like don't know really know what they've gotten themselves into but then them themselves they're all quite like I feel like they all've got all got like sinister uh agendas at, at, at heart um and the kids now they've all they've run away and they're I've only I'm only two episodes in but they're looking for they've got some shelter now so now they're trying to figure out Basically, they're trying to figure out a plan and how to work together as a team so that they can defeat their parents. And I think the parents' objective of some sort is to... I think there's some something underneath the city that they've been digging for uh, towards for like the past 10 years or 15 years or something like that. And I think um, something to do with like causing an earthquake so that they can... I don't know. There's something at the bottom of this hole in the city that they that they really want to get. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what it is yet. So. Nerf, it kind of sounds like Arrow Season 2 or 3 or whatever it was. 
Yeah, or one season, season, season one. one that's yeah. Season, like that, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Runaways is alright, but it's 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 very cheesy. I'm not sure if it, if it's, I'm not sure if I like the actors playing the playing anyone actually, but I I like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say playing the kids, but the the adults aren't, aren't much better. Um, but yeah, it's 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 alright. It's one of them, one of them Marvel. It's quite niche, I feel like in terms of like because it's it's comic book related. It's Marvel related. It's comic book related, but it's quite yeah. I feel like. Not a lot of people will watch it, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I don't know the statistics, but yeah, it's it's a decent program though. But it's one again. If it was cancelled, I wouldn't be. Obi, I feel like you need to kind of cut your losses with some TV shows. Like you're so dedicated to watching them right through to the end that you could spend all this time where you watch shows that you're just ambivalent about. You could spend watching new films or shows. But it's not like like I enjoy watching them, but um, they're not. It's not like great TV or something like that. Like I'm not a. I'm not like a person where I can only watch TV shows if they're like absolutely fantastic. You know I mean, I watch a lot of TV. And it's like when I was young, I used to watch a lot of TV. Not all of it's great. Some of it's crap. Some of it's all right. Like the TV shows I watch are okay. Like obviously a lot of them could be better. But something like Runaways, like I I do enjoy parts of it. So I do watch it. If I um if I don't enjoy something, I'll just stop watching it. So like, I, stopped in- I stopped enjoying um suits because I thought it got really repetitive and I just stopped watching it like, I will just drop stuff if, if I get to the point where I'm like okay I'm not enjoying this anymore okay fair enough Chris um, tell us about Becky and how that uh, you know how that di- you know what's it like in terms of how does it compare to other animes you watch um it's a different like so like a lot of animation like these days like they've really tried to modernise it like all the, the mainstream ones and it like looks crisp like the the cut the, the drawing around characters but um so Baki is the main character uh he's a fighter but um and it, it seems that mm. in this um realm or this world that people can sense other people's power or their their menace almost and so when people start like the first episode like these kids are like trying to bully him and like they f- they sense his menace and it's like, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't mess with him kind of thing. Um, and then, so I've watched it all. I thought it was, a, it was a decent season. How many episodes is it? Ten. Is it like 20 minutes? Yeah, they're pretty fast. Um, the only issue I... Ha- so I'll, I'll explain the season. And then, um, so basically what happens is these, I think it's five big big time criminals escape prison or wherever they are. And they come to meet at this, like arena dojo whatever and this guy who owns it is has basically said like a usual martial arts fighting arena there's rules and regulations so you never really truly know who's the big time winner and he says i've got my five fighters who i think could be all you five and we're gonna have just a free-for-all battle uh starting from now like don't have to do it in the arena just do it in everyday life you can use weapons you can use whatever it's kind of like okay, it's cool, cool idea. Um, don't really know the power of the our main character. You, you almost get the sense he's not as powerful as we were first let on because one of these war criminals or whatever you want to call them comes and attacks him, and he doesn't actually fight back. He kind of just takes the hit, and he looks hurt, and you're like, oh okay, maybe he's not as big. But then he shows up the arena, so you're kind of like, oh maybe he is big time. And um, it's like, uh, you called. No, I just shake quite a lot all the okay, time. Um, um, so one of these, uh, one of these um, characters, that like the fight starts almost immediately. Um, 
like two people are talking from the up, so we're calling the bad guys and the good guys. I don't particularly think either of them are bad or good, but well, don't think any of them are particularly good. But um, so one of the bad guys is walking with one of the good guys, and another good guy turns up, and then so the fight starts, and one of the good guys just has his, his he's not paying attention. There's a like this thin line of string, and it just chops off one of the guy's arms, and you're like, oh, shit, okay. But then that guy still kind of wins the fight with his with his hand, uh, or his stub or whatever you want to call it. Um, at that point, because he's literally bleeding from it. Um, and then so basically several fights happen. A bit ludicrous, as you imagine. This cartoon like one guy, uh, has a gr- has a a gun and it shoots through his cheek and he still fights. And then there's another guy who gets absolutely electrocuted to death, but he's not actually dead. Um, like he dies, but they find out he actually wasn't like twenty, thirty years old. He's actually like ninety years old, but he's managed to preserve his body. And basically, the big aim of the criminals are that they've never, they've never had the feeling of defeat, or worried, or had that notion that they're ever going to be defeated. And that's what they really, truly want. They want to be defeated, but they're not going to give it up easy. They're gonna, they're gonna. Why do they want to be defeated? Because that, that sensation that they could be defeated kind of thing. I, it, they explain it better in the series. It's kind of... I thought it was kind of good, like, an uh, interesting look on it. The good guys, on the other hand, they just want to be the best they can. And, yeah, it's... um, It's a really good series. I don't want to say any more, just in case you decide to watch it. It's quite an easy one. Um, But my big issue with it is you don't really see the backy, the main guy, fight all that much. Mm. If any, any... There's... One fight scene that's cut short because you're now waiting for season two to come out, and you're like, "Oh." I did remember hearing about this. If you look online, there's more um, uh, to watch than what um, Netflix is on Netflix. Yeah, uh, if you want to watch it, uh, maybe I will then. So, does it make you want to watch series two then? Because it seems like you weren't particularly enthralled with series one. I want to see how strong this Baki character is. So yeah, I will watch it. But that's because it's my own intrigue. Like my current anime that I'm watching, I've kind of put on the back burner to try and achieve my challenge of watching all these series. Mm. Um, and he's kind of long just looking online for him really. Like. Yeah. I wanted to ask you... Sorry, Chris, we finished on my backy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. I wanted to ask you... Um, do you plan on watching uh, Young Justice when it comes out? Yes. I, oh, I love that show They've just so released much. Um, season, the first three episodes of season three on uh, DC Universe. Oh, so long. Why can't they just release it on Netflix? <laughs> it's like Titans, man. Like, I know you've watched it all. But, like, I barely want to watch it, but I just can't bother to watch it online. Or, yeah. Or, or well, on DC. Titans is uh, coming at this, the end of this week. On, oh, on sick. I'll binge watch that then. So, um, I did finish Titans. So, I suppose I'll wait till next week to talk about it. At least maybe you guys will have watched it. Yeah. A couple of episodes of it. Maybe. Glenn, do you plan on watching yeah, it? I'll try and watch some of it. Um, it's, it seems interesting. Um, seems a bit more adult, you know, um, which is kind of what I enjoy. Mm. I feel like there's some growing pains with Titans, but I feel like season two will be better than season one. And I feel like season one, the way season one ended, um, it felt like it, it felt like there should have been... It felt like there was an episode after that and that would be the end. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. I mm. think you'll get it when you watch it. But overall, I think it has potential to be decent. Okay. Um, what else? And obviously, yeah, I'm going to start watching Young Justice because I've only watched the first couple episodes of it. But I will try and get caught up. So. Do you have Amazon Prime? When it comes out. No, I don't. Um, I've got one more computer anyway. So. Oh, fair play. Yeah. 
Did you have a a question? Uh, did you have a question about Young Justice? No, I just asked. I just asked Chris if he was planning on watching. If he was planning on watching the new season. That's all. Yeah, I, man. I, I thought it's. I think it's really, really good actually. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, have you either of you watched series of unfortunate events season season three mm. the the final season? Mm. There will be no more. Um, the final one. Yeah, season oh. three is out. Uh, no, I thought they were doing more than that. Or they because weren't they doing like three books per series? There's only there's only Thir- twelve thir- books in there. Thir- thirteen. Right. Well, I'm telling you this that I'm pretty sure this is the last season. Or actually, take take it back. So. Patrick Harris is that his name? Neil Patrick. Neil, Neil Patrick. Patrick Harris, yeah. He's he said he's not going to be returning for another season. Um, I'm going to say this is probably last season. I haven't read all the books, or if I have, I can't remember what happens. But have you watched it? No, I read I read all the books though when I was younger, but I, I didn't watch it. I watched like, so the first. So how does it how how, how does it end in the books? Do you remember? My God. Um... Does it end with oh. Lemony Snicket and a girl? I think Lemony Snicket does come into it. Yeah, I can't remember. It was I was literally I was about ten. But um, the last one was called the end, and uh, I think you. I don't think you ever. What's he's not the author of the book, is he? He's just the person talk. Talk. He's the perspective talker of the book. Oh, right. I think, isn't it? Well, the author of the books is Lemony Snicket, but it is a pen name, so it's you know, it the the author is. Presenting it as if Lemmy Snicket has documented the Baudelaire children's lives and then has then published it. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't know if it's breaking the fourth wall or not when he kind of includes his own. It's like it's like J.K. Rowling putting J.K. Rowling into Harry Potter. Um, so I don't know. But I, I don't think you ever find out what happens to the Baudelaire family. Like, so, right the fire. So do you want me to say something or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you mind? It, so. Are you not going to watch it? No. <laughs> oh, so basically, so what happens is, like, so... <sighs> where does it start? It starts from... This season starts where the Baudelaire children are on a mountain and basically Count Olaf's got Sonny, the baby, and then Count Olaf's crew of people decide to desert him because they don't want to do his dirty work because he wants... I think he wants them to kill up to kill Sonny and they don't and then basically oh god this is going to be confusing oh there's so many there's like so many different things going on it's just unreal it's like so basically they they the Baudelaire two two of the Baudelaire children Klaus and oh do you know what the, just the two maybe Maybe. Yeah, so basically them two, oh, right. just, just... They, they find a submarine with someone in it and that someone is looking for their father. Um, uh, I think there's submarine... Uh, oh, do you know what? Oh my God, there's so many things going on. Like, there's another family of children who had their family die and they, they thought their long... They thought their the brother was dead and then the Baudelaire children find that brother and then they... They're all set in their mindset to go to the safe place. Um, they save Sonny. You find out later that one of Olaf's henchmen is actually the brother to the girl who's sailing the submarine or submarine or however you want to pronounce it. Then at the safe place, you find out that there's this uh, fungus that like can kill people within an instant and the only remedy is, as far as they're, they're aware, is... 
I don't remember. I can't remember what the remedy was, but I remember they ended up using wasabi or something. Or mustard or something. And I don't, yeah. And, um, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And, um, and then Olaf gets his hands on this sample of this thing and he wants to use it. Uh, then we skip a bit and basically everyone's been called to the hotel for a court hearing and no one knows who's brought the court to be because it, all it says is uh, JS and everyone's like who's JS because so many people have the initials JS in this series which I didn't notice at all um, then Olaf goes about his usual business to killing people trying to sort it out and then you find out it's actually the judge from the first book or the third book I think it's from the third book and she's like I wanted to I've been following you this whole journey but I've never been able to catch up to you like I want to help you out because I know you've been done wrong then they uh they have the court hearing and the two high judges who are with the lady are actually part of they like the people who trained Olaf so they're never gonna send him down uh, basically Olaf gets put on the stand he then puts the Baudelaire children on the stand and then you find out the Baudelaire children through all this, they have committed crimes and it's like blah, blah, blah. And everyone's a bit like 50-50 on whether they want to vote for them or vote against them. Next thing you know is that all the evidence they have, the Baudelaire children burn. Uh, and Olaf, they let Olaf burn it. And then they escape with Olaf off the the hotel on a boat. Doesn't really logically make sense on how that happened. But next thing you know, no one knows where the Baudelaire children are anymore. Uh, Lemony Snicket's looking for them. Uh... And Lemony Snicket's sister is somewhere. I can't remember where she is. And then um they end up on an island which is in the shape of the pendant that they've that's been on I think Olaf's ankle and like is the sigil for like the oh what's it the something fire service whatever their VFD whatever their whatever their society is and then um these people who run this thing. Um, you find out that the Baudelaire mum and dad have been on this island and they made a little place and the main guy lives in this place and then basically the submarine appears and so does Lemony Snicket's no the submarine doesn't appear but Lemony Snicket's sister appears on a block and she's pregnant and she uh, gives birth and I think she dies and then the people and then Olaf somehow gets hold of the that fungus thing lets it free then the people of the island decide to flee, even though the Baudelaire children say you shouldn't do that because you're going to give it to the whole world. And then basically the Baudelaire children live on this island. Olaf's dead. And then next thing you know, they decide, oh, actually, we're going to leave this island with the baby that they have now inherited. And you don't know where they go. Next thing you know, Lemony Stickett's talking about how he always feels like he's being followed, but you never... Uh, some blah blah wishy washy stuff that he says, and then um, it's um, the girl who they're looking after. It's her, and she's like, she's like, would you like to hear a story? And Lemony Snicket's like, yes, I would. And then she's like, okay. And then it cuts away, and so basically the girl who was with the two children, uh, with with the Baudelaire children, has appeared and is now telling the story to Lemony Snicket of what happened. But you don't know what happened. Does that sound about right for the ending? I can't remember to be honest, but basically it kind of basically kind of, there's so many unanswered oh. things that it really vexes me. Like you never f- find out uh, what happened to the Baudelaire children. 
you don't have really find out what if or whether the Baudelaire mother and father are alive. Actually, scrap that. You do because I no. Do you know what I couldn't work out? No, take it back. No, you don't know if they're alive. You don't. No, because basically in the story it gets really confusing because you find out why Olaf doesn't like them, okay. and so basically. It's, it's so stupid. Like, it's about a teapot, yeah? And this woman who's now who's been a villain for the last two seasons, she wants this teapot, and no one can seem to find this teapot, and then they find this teapot and someone takes it away. Mm. And you're like, what's in the teapot? And apparently only sugar was in the teapot. So you're like, why did they want the teapot? And then Olaf gets vexed because I think his father gets killed from a poison dart, which is fair enough, like, you get annoyed. Um, and... During this time, the, the, the Baudelaire's mum is there with Lemony Snicket, and you assume they're an item. But then later on, she goes to live a life, have children, but it's not with Lemony Snicket. And you're just like, what is going on? Like, And then, like you know, you don't know if Lemony Snicket's sister is on the, their side or not, and it's just like, what the hell is going on? I am super confused. Um... So was I a little bit, you know, like, it's like, I just wanted, it's one of those things where I wanted to finish watching it because I never finished reading the books. So I was like, if I watch the films and I know what really happened in the books. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, well. <laughs> okay, well. Does anyone want to mention anything else then before we wrap up? Um, I'm, I did watch, uh, I've watched, um, well, how do I put this? Uh, I'll do a quick briefing. I watched Power One to Five. Thought it's really good actually. It is going on a bit of a downward slope. I feel like it's a bit too far fetched now, because uh, like main guy Ghost is basically it's him against the world at the moment. Like his daughter's died from the son being an absolute scumbag. He's like an absolute bellend. Like I hate the son so much with a passion. Yeah, like he is such a cunt. It's unreal. Like, like, I understand you. You get vexed because he's getting vexed because his dad lied to him. His his dad's done drugs. He doesn't know if his dad's murdered, but potentially. But he's listening to this other drug dealer, like as if this drug dealer's gospel, like on word, like what's happened. This is Fifty Cent, Canaan. Yeah, and I think he actually does. I think he's actually quite sick in this series. Yeah, I think he's alright. I feel like he's acting like himself. Yeah, and kind of just going yeah. Along yeah, with, yeah, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> but like, it's so like, it's like, Ghost wants to get out of the business and be with, oh, I've forgotten her name. Angie. Angie, yeah. And then Angie's like, yeah, I want to be with Ghost as long as you're out of the business. And then Ghost gets roped back into the business because shit's going down. And Angie's involved because they're trying to set Ghost up and put him on trial because he... To, as if he's ghost which he is then he somehow gets out of it and then Angie and Angie and him are like okay mm. and all of a sudden he just he goes I can't be with you anymore Angie and I can't which season which season are you talking about now I think f- season 5 isn't it oh season 5 yeah I finished it well unless it's season 6 I don't know about no it's not yeah because he he gets he, de- he separates from Angie f- uh, I can't remember why and then and then towards the end of the last season he get oh oh Angie thinks he's no. I can't remember why they split up, but Angie then, tr- Angie's really trying to send him down in prison because she he she thinks that that ghost killed her ex lover, but it really wasn't ghost. It was the guy who's actually in the uh, whatever she works for the FBI or whatever. That was season four. That was season that was four. Season four yeah. And then they get back together, and then um, ghost's wife is sleeping with uh, 
a lawyer, and he is mad infatuated with her. Like he will do anything for her, and it's bare creepy, man. Like, but not anything because he, he he ran away. Runs away, so he but didn't, then he, but then he, he, but then he comes back and he's like, so, oh, you've got to, you've got to give you've got to give him up. Like he doesn't basically. <laughs> She tells him that her son, so her son, it's bare with, like her son, so so you, the daughter gets killed, yeah, because of the son being an absolute bellend, yeah, so then the son just takes it into his own hands and decides, oh, do you know what, I'm going to go and re- take a, a revenge on, for my sister and I'm going to go kill this bloke, and everyone's like, no, leave it, because we'll sort it, kills this bloke, so then Angie's like of the opinion that it was ghost, and then the lawyer person's the opinion it was ghost even though the woman has told him it's not ghost it's my son he's like you always come with him why and it's like come on and then the kid like gets sent to school somewhere and it's Born just like yeah. I, I just hope i'd never see him again because he's a bit of a bell end yeah i know it's so annoying but i do feel like it's running its course like season six probably should be the last like there's the friendship between tommy and ghost is really like not Strange. a friend yeah do you know what though i feel like a lot of I think most TV shows in general, yeah, I feel like... So, at the start, season one in Power, Tommy and Ghost are, like, inseparable, like, brothers. Yeah. And you get season five, and they basically hate each other. Yeah. And, like, a lot of their their squabbles could just be settled if they just fucking talk to, to each, each other. other. Oh, my God. Like, they both just do stuff behind each other's back because they feel like the other one won't understand, blah, 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 blah. But if you literally just sit down and have a fucking conversation, then... I suppose, obviously, for for drama's sake, you need to have them do stupid But literally stuff. every season, at least right. five times a season, yeah. they both do something, it pisses off the other person, yeah. so that other person does something else. But the the final part of this season, which oh, yeah. I actually thought was actually yeah, sick, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm still... I'm So basically, Tommy finds out that Ghost... Well, so basically, Tommy's dad's in prison. He gets out of prison by saying he's going to get information on Ghost. Uh, and basically, they want to. They want them. To, they want him to prove that Tommy's ghost. He just. He says he won't do it. And then basically, Ghost finds out that he's actually been informing the police of stuff. So he gets the pictures and gives it to the Italian mafia. Let's say I can't remember what they're actually called. And uh, who who is who? Tommy was part of because of his dad, but they both got kicked out. Anyway. So then the Italian Mafia boss is like, yeah. well, Tommy, you've got to kill your dad because he's an informant. Or you should kill your dad because he's an informant. And Ghost actually set that up. So Ghost actually made it so that Tommy would kill his dad. And it's just like, why did but he the, do yeah. that? So the reason Go- so Ghost got the pictures and found out that Tommy's dad was a snitch. And instead of going to Tommy and saying, look, your dad's a snitch. Here's the proof. He says, oh, he won't believe it coming from me because their relationship was so strained. So he goes to the mafia and says, yeah, you need to tell Tommy that his dad's a snitch because he'll believe it coming from you and then he'll deal with it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then Tommy goes and kills his dad. And, and, then, yeah, sorry. and then Tommy finds out that actually his dad wasn't snitching on him. He was snitching on Ghost or trying to snitch on Ghost. Yeah. And then... Um... Which is just as bad to me because go- Tommy killed um, his ex-girlfriend, Holly, because she was gonna... She dobbed Ghost. She tried to get Ghost killed. Yeah. So... When someone comes at normally, when someone comes at ghost, Tommy takes like the the brunt. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, so basically, there's a there's a massive case against all four of them. So Angie, Tommy, Ghost, and what's her name? Tasha. Tasha, and they they appear to be working together like to sort it because Angie's like try, probably trying to tell them everything that's happening. Yeah. They obviously don't believe Angie because she's part of the law system, and um. Yeah, so then Angie's with Ghost, and Ghost is like, I love you, Angie, like... And then they tell each other some information that they found out. And then all of a sudden, Tommy's at the top of the stairwell, yeah. shoots... I think... I'm pretty sure he was going for 
Ghost. Yeah, I think he was. And then Angie pushes Ghost out of the way and gets shot. And you're like, oh! And then it's, it's the end. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is she going to survive? Well, well that, what's going to happen? Like, and that, But that's why I think it's got to be the end. Like, One more season, I think. Yeah. And then finished. So, yeah, it's okay. pretty... It was, it's good. I like it. I feel like this is the weakest season of the five. Yeah. But Too much, like, yeah. back and forth and going on. I think some of the writing is... You know when... I feel like they kind of do this in the Game of Thrones as well now. Like, last past season where they kind of write characters to do stuff that's out of their... That's been out of their pre... Like, completely out of character yeah, yeah, previously. Yeah, yeah. To, just to cause yeah. drama. Yeah. So, mm. that's annoying me a little bit. But the series is good. It's one of the few TV shows that I watch where I'm like... It's, when it's about to end, I'm like, oh, shit, it's about to end. Yeah, like, I want to yeah. kind of... I want to be watching more Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah I, I really like Power. But yeah, I think one more season and then kaput. I feel. When is series six out? I think maybe halfway through this year, I reckon. Maybe like July time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what are we going to try and watch between now and uh, next pod? What What's out that we want to see? I'm going to try and watch The Favourite. Apparently, it's really good. I've heard. Um, with uh, Emma Stone yeah. and... Uh, was it Rachel Weisz? I was saying. Olivia Coleman or them not. Um, I, did, I, did, yeah. did my mum and dad yeah. just see that? I don't know. I don't know what else is out. I, I thought about watching Mary Poppins, but I really can't bother because I just don't think I'm going to like it. Um, I might watch Stan, yeah. Stan and Ollie, <laughs> maybe. Um, you might watch what? Sorry, Stan and Ollie. The uh, Laura, Laura oh, and Hardy yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, apart from that, I don't really think there's anything else I really want to watch. To be honest, there's a screen unseen on the fourteenth, which I'll try and watch. I'm not sure what that will be, but I hope it's if Bill Street could talk. Hopefully, but yeah. You. What about uh, Welcome to Marwen? Does that appeal to you? Do you know what? I do want to watch it, but it's not showing in Beckenham, so I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna trek for it. So yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay. Well, that's probably one of the benefits of me now living near a slightly bigger Odeon. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try and go to that screen unseen. But yeah, I'm gonna try and watch the favorite. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of. Fi- yeah. Okay. I'll try and watch that. Um, I feel like I'm waiting for the Oscary ones to come out. Yeah. Same. Um, normally some of them are before Christmas. I feel maybe obviously the star is born. Um, but I can't think of any others that I've seen before, you know, the new year that I'm like, okay, that's definitely in the running. Um, first man uh, will get one, even though I don't think it should. Um, oh, true. I, d- I actually didn't see that. Um, I feel like the animation character category in the Oscars will be interesting between Coco, Incredibles and, um, into the Spider Verse because I feel like they're Coco was like Coco was last year, so that one that one best animated film. Oh, oh, okay, fair enough. All right then, that it's not going to win an Oscar, mate. It's it was a lot of fun, but it's, it's not going to win an Oscar. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, hopefully we can uh, do this next week. Um, we've been doing this via Skype, slightly different methods, so uh, hopefully the audio quality is is not too bad. But um, yeah, cool. Well. Uh, Let's try and watch some more films and uh, I'll try and finish you and then we can talk about the ending of it. Um, Alright. Cheers, guys. Peace. See you later, mate. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace.